welcome to episode two of the Four Beers Podcast. We hope that you find this one an improvement from episode one, which was our first ever attempt at recording a podcast. So hopefully you bear with us on that. Um, in this episode, our four topics are uh, a review of the Last Dance documentary. Uh, we also talk about Black Lives Matter protests and police escalation of them. Uh, topic three was a discussion about Jeffrey Epstein, so that was entertaining. And then lastly, we talk about multi-level marketing or those pyramid schemes we all know. Just one note before jumping into our four topics, towards the end of the pod, the audio from Aaron's microphone starts to get ahead of the rest of us, and so you'll kind of hear him chime in early and maybe over top of us. Uh, we apologize for that. We think it was just a hiccup in the app that we used to record remotely, and we have some ideas on how to avoid that in the future, so hopefully you can bear with us. But for this episode, when you hear Aaron chime in early, I just recommend that you ignore him. That's what the rest of us do anyway. Well, speaking of a addictive gambler, did you guys watch the Last Dance docu series? Sure. Sure did. No. Should be, should be. <laughs> might as well. Might as well. Uh, might as well get the first one off then. Let's crack them. Uh, Last Dance. Let's huh? get it. We're on to F two. Let's go. Episode <laughs> two. We made it through the hardest two. one. The pilot. Thank you for thank you, you for listening. By the way. <laughs> Shout out to our listeners, all three of them. So, what do you got on the last dance, Goo? Sounds like you're pretty excited about it. Yeah, I'll go off. Um, first thing, overall, obviously, it's a must-watch for any sports fans. I think we all can agree that, except for Drew. And then, uh, just growing up, I wasn't the biggest sports fan. Like my parents never had sports on so being like a small kid if you weren't everybody knew who the bulls were and michael jordan and honestly i knew michael jordan mostly from space jam not that he was a point guard or like the best ever right strictly from space jam because my parents weren't big sports fans and i think watching the docuseries now and not ever knowing any of the underlying storylines why he left why he came back the troubles of the different teams and everything I thought that was uh, I thought that was great. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Yeah, actually, that's kind of funny. It brings up a point that I was kind of thinking during the doc because, like, I'm a little bit different. Whereas, like, I was actually grew up, you know, like a Bulls fan, and my because my dad was a big basketball guy, and so he got me uh, interested in the Bulls, I guess. And so I followed it, but I was it was still, you know, on the on the cusp of being too young. You know what I mean? Right. Like to where you didn't fully understand it. So your point about like not understanding why he retired and, and you know, how his father's death played into the whole thing. And I, I thought a lot of those stories were just fascinating just from an entertainment perspective, because I mean, like one, the one thing that I I've heard multiple people say is, Oh, it's a puff piece. You know, it's just all, all Jordan, all Jordan. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can still, it can be a puff piece and I can still like it, you know, like, I still thought it was good entertainment, you know, and I, and it actually provided, you know, I learned a lot. I, that's where I, that's why I like docs. I mean, yeah, the opinions and you, you get to learn. So, I mean, that was kind of my take on and, it. Yeah. I'm of the same mindset. I was six years old when the last dance was happening. It was 98. So I didn't, I knew of the bulls. I knew Michael Jordan was great. That was the extent I knew of it. I didn't understand all the machinations happening behind the scenes. Jerry Krause, Phil Jackson. Hell, I didn't even know who Phil right. Jackson was at that time. I was six. I didn't, 
I but, just realized Phil Jackson was the coach back then. Like <laughs> you watched you watched ten episodes and didn't know Phil Jackson was the coach the entire time. That's amazing. <laughs> no, I knew he was the coach, but like I didn't know he was the coach when they were winning it. Like if you would have yeah. asked me before the docu series, that's what I meant. Coach, I was like, I had no idea. I no knew way. he was their coach, like from growing up but at the time when i was six no i didn't know phil jackson was the coach i barely knew anybody outside of jordan pippen and rodman and i just remember my dad always laughing at rodman's hair that's the biggest thing i remember about it um yeah rodman was a was a pretty big pretty big character like from that young those young memories you know like i remember video games having his hair different colors and that was like one of the things i remembered about their reign was that you know, this crazy dude that, you know, my parents would say that he, this dude's crazy and <laughs> yeah. would wear wedding dresses and yeah. would be married to Madonna and then Carmen Electra. And then, yeah. Speaking of Carmen Electra, she is still fire. Did you guys yeah, see is. that when she came yeah. on? She looks the exact same. Yeah. She looks the exact same. Yeah. She, as I remember her. Still, I think, yeah. it's an, yeah, that, I think I the Barstool guys were saying she still got her fastball. Which is one hundred percent right. She still got it, um, but in the vein of it not being a documentary, from the standpoint that Michael had creative input on it, I agree with that. But that, like you said, that doesn't make me like it any less because it's still a way to go back and like understand what happened. Yeah, I will say uh, we can all get you know our love and boners down for Michael Jordan now. What I didn't like about it. Is the timeline or the storyline? I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say that. Oh, I was holy just gonna say that. I couldn't follow Absolutely I thought it was like, gonna be, be. like. I thought it was gonna be a first episode thing where they're trying to get as much information about what happened, and then they were gonna start doing it sequentially. Nope. Dude, they God. they. I think they overthought it. Like they they were so in deep of this whole this the whole storyline, right? They named you the storyline to a T. They knew it, and they thought it would be boring if they told it in order. And I'm like, what? Like, how does that? Dude, I had no clue. Like, they would just be jumping around. They'd be the 1996, the flu game, or I guess now the was a, food poisoning yeah. game. To, then they flash back to 92 when he was sick. And I'm like, dude, who? The, who? And they're going to get the Pistons. I'm like, how? Will all like, I will go to the bathroom or something. I'll come back. How the heck did Rodman all of a sudden get back on the Pistons? What game is yeah. this? What series is so, this? I have no freaking idea. I saw someone on Twitter say that a good thing they could have done was just constantly have the year on like a little, just like a little marker on the bottom right corner. So just Dude. in case you forgot, you knew what year you were in. I couldn't agree more. And, and that was just ticking all I, the yeah. way along the bottom. And they did a few flashbacks. Okay, as long as the main storyline is sequential, but the main storyline wasn't sequential. Each episode started off in a different decade, a different team, a different problem. Yeah. I'm like, and not only was it hard to follow, I felt like they missed a big chance to like stir up drama. Like there were so many situations where like they had battles with they had battles with the Pistons and and who, you know whoever like all those all those teams that they had like constant like good series with. I mean, I know they didn't go to game sevens or anything, but I mean, it's like they, they missed a chance to dramatize the whole thing and like have each year be its yeah, own the, thing. Same, the I, fact that yeah, it was just I, disjointed I, broke up all that drama. Oh they could, you, you, you could build it up as much as you want, but then it would break and you'd be in a different year and you'd just be like, what, what's yeah. going on? And they would come back and they're still yeah. supposed to make me think I hate Isaiah Thomas. And I'm like, I just saw him being nice in 1998. 
I'm supposed to come back here in 92 and think he's the total piece of shit again? He like, kind of is I generally, can't. it's generally accepted that Isaiah Thomas is a piece of shit between the sexual harassment and being a piece, an actual piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. I'm just going to say it. I, I get that, but like, it was hard for me to go from 98 of him completely out of basketball and just being like a sideline guy to them, them coming back and interviewing him, like spitting on Jordan, basically. Yeah. I'm like, I, you guys lost me. Fuck this. Yeah, I I mean, in into the more content of like actual Jordan's life though, I mean, top top maybe one degenerate gambler Easily. of all time. Like he he embodies God. it, and you can tell it's like his his competitive side, which you also see in him completely being able to convince himself of these like storylines that didn't even fucking happen, which is wild, almost borderline psychotic that he would tell these stories to himself he, and that, okay. put that knowing full well is, is jordan an asshole is he just an asshole yes okay yes. because sure. yeah. i look at Never everybody party. always says like michael jordan's the number one competitor everywhere like everywhere you look number one competitor is michael jordan i feel like that's just a nice way of saying he's an asshole like everybody's admitting he's an asshole yeah and they're just like oh oh he's a competitor well, and to that right? point and to that point bj I, armstrong said there's no other way he could be he had to be that person he can't be the competitive person and be the super compassionate guy who's always going to be there for you to cry on your shoulder. I sort of I sort of disagree with the asshole take just from the standpoint of and I resonated with a little bit maybe I mean I'm also kind of competitive maybe yeah, you're nowhere near that competitive. As well. But uh yeah maybe but uh it just just the fact huge that like asshole. um <laughs> he he like from a leadership me- mentality his comment of, like I never asked them to do anything yeah. that I didn't do myself like and I think I think that that resonated with me and I'm like yeah man and everybody in that doc said said as much they they had examples left and right to to say that to prove that that was the case and uh I had another I had another point there I, I kind of forget but I mean I I don't know I, I do think competition is when you especially in like a sport right I mean it might be a little bit different if it's if it's uh business but when it's a when it's a sport i think competition's allowed i think it's necessary over, you know the success that he had comes without being the way he was it's absolutely necessary yeah did anyone else kind of think yeah, scotty pippen came off as a bit of a selfish player yeah that's surprising between but be, be, between that. sitting I, I, out for that final play where two coach makes the shot and then i i can i can empathize with the migraine headaches because i've had them before and they are Essentially debilitating. You can't do anything. Hilarious how MJ just scoffs at the idea. Just doesn't. He's clearly it. he's clearly <laughs> never had one because if you've actually had one, there's a difference between a bad headache and a fucking migraine. I don't know. He played he played a lights out fifty point game with diarrhea and vomiting, and so like I almost don't know if there's anything you could do besides breaking both of his knees that he would have sat out. I mean, yeah, he did break his foot and he still tried to play like an entire season. So that's fair. Um, He's just insane. But but, now do I think he's an asshole because he's just mean? Yeah. I'm not going to want to get a beer with that guy. This isn't a player like a Gronkowski or a Johnny Manziel. I differ. It would, I'd, lo- I'd exactly. love to have a beer with him. I would hate that so much. I don't think he'd like me at so all, but I just it'd be cool to have a beer with him or even play around a golf with him or just be the just be a caddy playing around a golf with somebody. I would love to play around a golf with him. 
Oh my I god! I think that would be the last thing on my mind. That'd be like my. It actually might be my number one person I would want to play golf. I, I, I mean, me being a big golfer, it would be Tiger. Save that away for golf. another uh, a potential four pack down the road. Full, best personal foursomes. Yeah, that's a good call. I'll write it down. But anyway, yeah. Uh, just to wrap this up, I mean, the last dance. Your your point about Scotty, that thing when he when he uh sat on the bench, yeah, and pouted because Kukoc was getting the last shot. I mean, I don't care about contract shit, whatever. That was one of the pussiest moves I've ever seen. Yeah. What a weak individual is what I was thinking going through my head. I was like, you you have got to be kidding me. Like you, that's that's like the and, and how, now and you how wonder fuck- why. You're you're the you're exactly. the and how lucky is he that you know Kukoc I mean? made that shot? Because if he didn't make that shot, no one would be talking about the fact that Kukoc made it. It would only be that Scotty sat out the entire time and what could have been. Oh, absolutely. Well, from a bystander that hasn't watched it yet, uh, seems like I have a lot to catch up on. Ten episodes, Drew. Yeah. Get to it. Yeah. So the documentary really didn't touch on anything about Michael's personal life, and that's my biggest criticism of it. I mean. They talked about his dad and everyone knew it. And it was shitty that the media portrayed it as possibly Michael was gambling. So someone murdered his dad, but the two people that killed him were two 18 year old kids. It was random. They, yeah, they didn't know what they were doing, but what I would have liked to see is like opportunities. And they did touch on it, I guess at the beginning of it where Michael could have spoke out for a black Senator. I think it was that was running, but chose not to, to remain kind of neutral. And now we've got this whole police brutality, um, situation going on and conversation to the forefront and he has spoke out about it now which is nice to hear but that's kind of our segue into talking about police brutality which aaron is currently living in a city where that's going on so new topic yeah time to crack them crack Crack the next one that's a beautiful sound that is a beautiful sound so, yeah, I mean, second topic, pr- police brutality slash these protests and how we're living in a police state. I mean, I'll I'll lead with with something just to follow up from kind of our discussion last time that goes along these lines is I, I've, I've been seeing a lot of Twitter stuff where people are putting those pallets of bricks yeah. out in places, which I find crazy. And there were a couple of videos of uh, those actually being police officers. I don't know whether or not to believe the videos. There was two videos I watched. One was like a yeah, uh, a squad truck that they were loading these bricks out of. I couldn't. I, I'm not gonna say because you, you can you can deep fake a lot of shit nowadays. But um, the thing I was gonna say is with us living in this surveillance highly state. Uh, sur- surveillance state. Yeah, like everybody's got a camera phone. Obviously, they got videos of it. Uh, and every business has security cameras. How can we not figure out who those are? If they the the ultimate they want to figure out who that is putting the bricks there, they will figure it out, figure out who's inciting violence. So I, I kind of stay woke on that whole thing with the protests is like, who is inciting the violence here? Who is trying to make who look bad? Uh, I, I feel like the, the government might be. Well, there, uh, there have been, there has been, there, there have in, been white supremacists posing as Antifa to try to incite more violence and they've been arrested there was actually a thing i saw on twitter of a guy dressed up as a national guardsman who was caught by other national guardsmen and called out for it and arrested for impersonating military uh, military personnel 
Um, he was just standing in the street in full garb with an AK. And it's like, what, or not an AK, an AR-15. It's like, what are you doing, dude? You're not going to get away with that. Um, but I'll... There's conspiracy stuff that I'll talk about on the back end of it because um, it relates kind of to our third part of this. But, yeah, I'm going to let... I'm going to stop talking now. I mean, yeah, I guess, Aaron, I, as a question, like, I'm just curious, like, you, you live in downtown oh, wait, in out my Columbus, and those have been a highly, pretty, highly uh, metropolitan area in case <laughs> I had guys knocking on my door trying to yeah. dock me or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you want to read? Goo lives in, in apartment <laughs> XXX. Well, they, they can't right, get up to you until uh, yeah. rain down anymore. Live, on, except before on 7 o'clock, Goo. Living above, yeah. living above the proletariat. Uh, all right, yeah. But anyways, my my question was like, what? I mean, like, I, I keep seeing that the 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 police are out and about, and all these horrendous videos. What's yeah, your take? Yeah, so on it? we've been um, in lockdown, curfew, um, for a week now. Uh, I guess it started last Saturday, so tomorrow will be a full week. Um, lockdown starts at ten. The police come out at seven, and they block off every road. You can't get downtown. I mean, it's two blocks. Um, north south east west of like the the main downtown areas uh first day it happened i went to go get wendy's it's two blocks i can see it out my window right now i went to go get wendy's cops won't let me back in had to had to stay at friend's house with grandview um to yesterday coming back from someone's house i had to go through two checkpoints the cops were cool i had to show some um some identification you said you you said cool, right? It sounded like cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. C O O L. Cool. They were fine with it. Yeah. They were fine with gotcha. it. Um, I did just, have to show, like, I just showed my parking pass. It has the, my building name on it. I, I'm like, I just got to get here, show my pass. Cool. They let me through. Today, I had to go through at seven o'clock. I had to go through three checkpoints, talk to five different cops, get stuck in the middle of a riot, drove the. Wrong way down a one way for four blocks to get to my apartment. This is insanity. This is like over militarization, I feel like, of the police. Just that, I mean, I'm driving by armored cars, cops in full riot gear. This is like pure pandemonium. I feel like the police, it's insane. And we can talk about, um, I think the show, The Patriot Act, has a really good episode. What Volume Four, the broken, what's it called? Broken Police, something. I forget the name. I text. I text yeah. it. I'll look but it up anyways, I highly recommend anybody. The the yeah, uh, the show's The Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj on Netflix. Volume Four, the final episode is the broken yeah. policing system, where he kind of goes into talking about different tactics that the police yeah. use. Yeah, and. I watched that uh, before this, and the one thing that stuck with me the most is how police are trained to act before reacting. Oh, yeah, and I see that in a lot of those videos you see posted on Twitter of this stuff where it doesn't look like people are doing anything harmful that would cause the police to act the way they do towards them, and it makes sense now. Uh, <laughs> We have a we have kind of a Zoom bomber here. How do we, how do we get him out? <laughs> um, I don't right. know. Uh, okay. We're all we're all we're all mic down. No one's no one's uh. He's muted himself, and now he's just going to sit <laughs> there and watch. 
<laughs> he can't he can't hear us anyways. All right, let's just keep going. But uh, it make it makes sense for how those videos go. Um, it's, some of those videos are just super disturbing. Um, did you guys catch that old man oh, that got thrown yeah, to the ground? Yeah, Buffalo. His head's bleeding more, and everything. Had to get rushed. More the popular one. Disgusting. Yeah. And then, the, like the one guy, the one guy knelt down to try to like help him up. Like immediately, like his his reaction yeah. was to help him up. And then another cop like grabbed the guy and said, "No, like you need you can't act like you did something wrong. Like what what the fuck? Like that that yeah, it's terrible. A lot of wild. a lot of videos that you see see stuff um, go south. It's like when they start um, doing something physical, the the person under arrest." First off, they're not just going to, like, take it and get their ass kicked. So, naturally, they just want to react to it. And then it just goes haywire from there. And those videos I kind of understand. But some of them with with these just innocent people doing nothing wrong. And a lot of the video, they catch the way before. It's not like there's something off camera that happened. Yeah. And they just recorded, like, yeah. the reaction to right. it. Yeah, I think it's it's insane. If you're just scrolling through Reddit and you're just going through the popular thing, I mean, you're seeing – uh, innocent bystanders, and I think the most disgusting part is is I've seen cripples get taken out of their vehicles. The one video guy's yelling, he's paralyzed, he's paralyzed, he can't like get out of the vehicle, he clearly can't walk. There's it's a wheel, uh, like a wheelchair accessible minivan. There's wheelchairs in the back, they tase him and drag him out. He couldn't get out, they tased him. Uh, guys, I saw that. guys, yeah, and his pregnant that. girlfriend are just driving through, like what I had to drive through, I had to drive through the uh protest so... to get home. They threw a tear gas thing in the guy's car. It's his pregnant girlfriend. Like, they sh- hold on. I, I I have a I have a different what? opinion on that. They yeah they shot at his car. They shouldn't have done that. He was stopped at a red light and couldn't go anywhere. But then he gets out of the car and continues to yell, "Shoot! Go ahead, shoot me! Well, shoot he's at pissed. it!" Pissed. Like, Un- just, understandably. Wh- yeah. Okay. But Dude, yeah, I don't know. I think that's <sighs> just that's ridiculous. Uh, the old man that gets shoved to the ground, and his head's bleeding. Homeless guy, yeah, that's you guys see that, that uh, video and thing, the homeless guy that got lit up. Yeah. Like yeah. Sure. Jesus God. Yeah. How about just saying that how about a how about a man by the name of Dennis Dodd, who was a police chief in I don't know what city it was, but he was like seventy something years old and he was shot in the head by uh rioters and no one talks well, about him. I, I mean it it goes both ways. We're not so, saying it's not it doesn't I go guess both ways. There's obviously cops. There's obviously you know, good everybody everywhere. The problem is is the escalation, I feel like. And I saw a Facebook post. Sorry. Sorry. His name uh I don't uh, no go ahead. I'm trying to find his actual I saw name, a Facebook post of an it was an official town's like military Facebook post and they're like, Hey, we just want these protests to go on peacefully. Uh our problem is we're seeing that some people are starting to wear gas masks and if you guys wear gas masks, we're gonna respond with force. And, and then like everybody comments under under below it like you started us wearing gas masks. They just if you just let us like walk, yeah, control some of the people that get out of hand. But like the the overreaction is insane. And I'll be pretty honest as being a white kid from a small town, not growing up with any racism, never feeling scared in my entire life to do anything. Uh this stuff is crazy and it's obviously getting everybody to talk about it. And I was always uh a non-voter, I'm always like, ah, I don't know enough to vote. There's no excuse anymore. I think this has made me realize me being uh, at least in a 
average intelligence person. I need to start reading to start voting. So this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I think the, that. the protests are working. I mean, it's it's causing a lot a lot of people to educate themselves on stuff that they haven't dug into before. It's it's bringing out a lot of light um, on something that should have been, you know, looked at and discussed a long time ago. I mean, it's not like this is the the first wrongful killing like this. Um, there's been so many of them in the last five, 10 years, all the way back to like 1992 in LA. So it's, yeah, it's just like which... finally enough, enough. And I think they're gaining some ground. What I was going to say before is wh- where did it go South again, where they're showing all these bad publicity that's happening at the riots? Because just the other day, everywhere, the only stuff posted was about like, um, unity and cops kneeling with people and everybody getting marching together and like everything was good. And then all of a sudden it doesn't look like that. Yeah. And that largely goes to a conversation I want to have at some point about the media, not being truthful about how things go. They are incentivized to report and emphasize the negatives of our cultures. They don't, they don't make any money when everyone's happy. Yeah, and I and I think it it all it all boils down to like, uh, in a way like that's exacerbated by the fact that nobody reads the paper anymore, and it we get our news electronically, and it's all triggered off clicks and what yes. gets the clicks and and uh, you know so I mean to get headlines instead of yeah, reporting like, facts that doesn't an get example, clicks. An, ex- an example would and, be I mean, there's a near earth object passing through sometime this weekend it's 5 million kilometers away from the earth but they're talking about an asteroid possibly passing by the earth yeah four clicks it's not anywhere close it's anyway his name was david dorn he was a uh, 30 he was 77 years old he was a 38 year captain of the st louis police force um, he was shot and killed by looters um, after he was trying to, yeah, um, I mean, I think we can all agree that there's good people on both sides, and there's bad people I, clearly yeah. on both sides. But stuff needs to yeah, change. I, Honestly, yeah. I think the only way it's going to do it is if. Uh, kind of glad the protests happened. Obviously, not so glad the the riots and everything happened, but it is what it is. Um, but I just right. think we need to start. People our age uh, need to stop, and me specifically need to get off our asses, start reading and start actually going out and voting. And that's, that's the last thing Correct. I have. And yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. And so that, that's what I've been tweeting about. Cause like this whole time I've been wondering, like, do I need to say more? Do I need to think more about this? And obviously everyone's been thinking more about this. And to me, the best way to do anything to make any sort of change is to understand your local elections and understand who your local leaders are. Um, one of the most powerful people in your region or your locality is your district attorney. He prosecutes and decides when or when not to prosecute cops. And he decides when or when not to go after certain levels of murders. He decides all of that. So and that's an elected official that you directly have control over. So in a sense, start researching that stuff. The best way to get change is to a have a conversation yep. and B, vote for it. Okay. Yeah, I think I think uh, I mean I haven't really added anything here, but like I I like your point, Goo, about being introspective about it and and really uh, boiling it down to it's like you know 
as as someone from like uh you know like you said like a like a small town you know mostly white you know people it it you got to think about it and and really think i like they, they, there's been countless people that i've heard on via podcasts or interviews that are talking um you know like people of color that are saying you know did you ever like the ultimate test is like did you ever as a as a kid did your parents ever talk to you about how to interact with the cops and you know and, and it's, the answer is an overwhelming no for all, all mm. white people it's like uh no i i think i think to myself i'm like i never once ever got a talk and i never once even remotely felt scared when i got pulled over at 16 or whatever as a young kid flying down I, I was flying down the highway, got pulled over right after getting my license God. in a junker and, uh, you know, never once felt any sort of anything. I that reached in the glove fine. box with the cop there to get the stuff, you know, to get well, the so... papers and, and it's perfectly fine. No one's no, no, no tensions are escalated, but if I was of a different color, I guarantee that would have been very no. likely would have, I mean, a guarantee, I... but very likely would have been a different situation. I had a note about bringing that up. You guys are scared because I really I get scared when I get pulled over the I way it is. Oh, I really so do. do I. And I I get just nervous and I don't say the words that I'm clearly Same. thinking. Like I'm just I like freeze up. And so I was gonna say that um I can only imagine what it's like for somebody that um is worse yeah in that sense. You know, uh with the stereotypes and stuff. Yeah. But um I was having a discussion about the what to do when you get pulled over. And I, I can't remember if like my parents sat me down and we talked about it, but I knew to keep my hands so, on the steering wheel to, to, never and to tell them when I was To what Drew's saying, <laughs> I don't, don't care. Well, so to what Drew's saying is I remember where I heard it and it was at driver's ed. We, I took driver's ed in Delphus. It was, uh, there was an old guy there and I don't know if he knew like his audience or what, but he, he went through part of the class was here's what you do when a cop pulls you over. And he goes, you keep your hands on the steering wheel or you put your hands like behind your head. And if they come up to your window, you unwind the window and then they ask you to get your thing and you tell them I have it in the glove box and then you reach for it. That I mean, I remember that from driver's ed. That's where I heard it. And I think I don't want to say that it needs to be taught more, but how to handle police is definitely something that should be taught. A, want respect the for the is, officer. The I know they don't come from a. They might not come from a standpoint of respect for the person they're arresting. I I get that, but yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. All right, we hit the halfway point, uh, so that means it's ad read time. I said breaking news. Uh, the podcast members don't even know this is happening, <laughs> but Four Beers Podcast is officially decommitting <laughs> from the Audible Hardware, oh. and we are here on the market for a new sponsor. I'm a, I'm sad to announce we've officially what cut ties Why did our with the OHNF. Go sa- so sour, so um, <laughs> yeah. So is the promo code we, still valid? Have all five people used it? We just don't have five We don't have a healthy relationship <laughs> with them. With, with them, Goo. Um, I sent my dad a text, <laughs> and it said, "Did anyone stop in the store and try the four beers code for the discount yet?" <laughs> He just didn't respond. Not not like um, a no, a simple no. They didn't. Uh, he didn't ask, what's the four beers code? Because I never even explained to him that was happening. And he didn't even say like, wow, son, I'm proud of you for doing a podcast. Dude, you're- you know, it's like, 
just nothing. <laughs> so we're, we're cutting ties. We're officially on the market for a new sponsor until <laughs> they come and apologize to us. And uh, it's bad timing, Dad, because Father's Day is right around the corner. Yeah, they probably so hate you. <laughs> watch yourself. Hit us up. Hit us up. Uh, hit the email up or the Twitter up. Uh, right. We're, Four Beers Pod if, you, if you're sponsored. Drew, he probably hates you. Sponsorship here. Son, you completely just give him the middle finger to taking over the company. Your younger brother has to step up, come to the plate, take over the company, manage it himself as you just live your bachelor life. I mean, dude, that's we got a lot of years till that happens. Right now, I'm doing what I can to get the word out to everyone, let's let's and they just shout this out. is how we're treated. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad we severed ties. To be yeah, honest, that store like, smells you know, like better more early, than early I never find what I want anyway you know? either. So, like, let's just burn it down to the ground. Don't need them. Don't need that in our town. <laughs> Menards is better. What's up? Number three. We're on to Jeffrey Epstein. What do drywall, oh, Christmas God. ornaments, and Jeffrey Epstein have in common? Oh, Jesus. They don't hang themselves. Oh, that was oh my. That is a direct quote. Hold on. That is a direct quote from John Kennedy, a Republican God. senator from Louisiana, oh, during his Senate hearing. Wow. Hey, we didn't hear you reciting John. Yeah, I'm, that's not an original thought for me. That's a joke from a senator in that the senator United States. To get laid more Obviously, that was that's what great. It's incredible. John Kennedy, I'm pretty nope. sure he All gets right. laid. Ever hear of Marilyn Monroe? Uh, so, yeah, the Ep- Epstein stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. Sorry. So, I first, I have a really my list of notes here for this documentary series docu-series is it has a lot of questions because i was just left open-minded like i i don't know i just caught myself wondering how did they get here what caused this so it goes to the start of epstein with the crazy stuff that happened with all these underage women I mean, did it all start with a massage? Seems like it. That's that like, was his tactic. Was that what it was for? He yeah. he enjoyed massages so much that I, it drove I don't him. Know if you can say that, so what ensued after that? Well, but it all started with a massage. No, I think I think disagree. the gate, the, yeah. the massage was the gateway. Yeah, like him. that's how that's how he normalized yeah. getting these women the mas- in. But they ta- his grips. Yes, but okay, I do see that. But they talked about a lot of girls that. Um, that's all they would do is just a massage and then they were done. Yeah. Well, no, hold on, hold on though. Those, that wasn't the case. There was a handful of girls that either got victimized and then said no kind of a thing. And then those he preyed on to be like, okay, well, you don't have to do this anymore. You just recruit for me. As long as you go find some other people. And by the way, I'll pay you each person, each girl that you get. So he set up a gigantic pyramid scheme. In that oh, way, like a multi-level marketing thing. Yeah, that which may or may not be our fourth topic, but we'll bleed into that. Oh one. yeah, the, I mean the massage. The massage was essentially yeah. his white van. With, like, hey, little massage. girl, do you want some? It's candy? not like it's not exactly. like that, man. You know what? Massages feel great. Basically. I wonder if getting massages by little girls feels he, way better. Yeah. Who have no strength? <laughs> yeah, uh, that, yeah, it yeah, wasn't as, a massage. Oh, I, 
they, they said massage so much in those first couple episodes. I'm like, what is so great about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, it was yeah, just the, the way I've had a massage. It was just the entrance. It was the way to get them to not worth it. Okay, to get them so vulnerable. next question. Next question. He started out in fraud with his diplomas, his first job, his thing into the the markets and the money. Genius or like genius to manipulate people for money slash how did he get his money is the next they question. Because did, he didn't come they from did not anything on that big. enough, which is what he I was really fascinated about. I think we all knew that he like, you know – did some very horrific things to women. Uh, we all knew how, obviously how the story ends. I did not know any about how he got started. They did not hint, I don't think, or at least it doesn't seem like they even know about that enough. They just were basically said he was a very charismatic person and conned people into giving him money. And like, I mean, shout out to Lex Wesner because I think he kind of got his ass handed to him in this docu-series, whether he liked it or not. <laughs> Well, they they yeah, brought he did. Yes, so he did. yeah. So um, from the money standpoint, that's where you can get all crazy with conspiracy theories. Yeah, I've yeah. Got, I've got I've got one right. Okay, I mean, so here, here, I mean, if anybody's listened to the Joe it. Rogan experience, where Eric Weinstein yeah uh, goes on there, he's a math he's he's a mathematician, um, brother to Brett Weinstein, the genetic. Uh, evolution or the evolutionary, evolutionary biologist biology. yeah um i love both ugly, the weinstein brothers. i think they're yeah. they're super yeah. smart but eric weinstein apparently the mathematician Is it? oh yeah he's got a pod it's actually it's pretty good it's extremely nerdy and it's a little dry so like if you if you want to keep up i don't know it's called the portal. Uh, not a free free plug. yeah called the portal yep um but I, I guess his his take on he actually met epstein like back when Epstein was, you know, kind of making his money at the height of his um, powers. Yeah, and he met him because Epstein was employing or interviewing mathematicians to build, you know, models for him and stuff for like financial market stuff. Is kind of what the way he made it sound. And uh, he claimed that like when he went to Epstein's house, he uh, and I'm bastardizing this and probably going to forget a lot of stuff. So just check it out if you if you want actually the full story. But he claimed that when he went to his house in New York, that first thing first, he sat down, was told to sit down on this chair and not not leave this room kind of a thing. And then I think he said there was like some piece of artwork and that this artwork had a camera in it. He's like, this camera was yeah, obvious, they bring, they bring obvious as all get out. He's like, he's like, the camera is all obvious as all get out. He's like, so camera. my first instinct was to think that it was like, uh, that it was like he was testing me, like he was testing me to see if I would do something about being watched or like maybe stress testing him um, to get his senses heightened or something before an interview. Like he was yeah. thinking too far into it, in my opinion. I think it was just this dude's a fucking creep. But uh, uh, anyways, he goes into this and he's like, he goes into this interview with him with, you know, these chicks sitting on his lap, these young girls sitting on his lap. And, um, you know, essentially Eric Weinstein's take is, and this dude's brilliant. So I kind of trust his opinion on this. He's like, this guy didn't seem to have, while he was charismatic, did not seem to have the root level knowledge that's required 
to be an investor for these high dollar billionaires, like to, to manage their money. So he did not understand it. So his, his take on it was he thought he was a construct. And I think that's the title of the ep- episode on the portal is called Epstein is a construct, was a construct. Yeah, that's what um, it's called. And, and he, I think he dabbled in a couple of different theories of who he was constructed by, whether it was U.S. government, Israeli government. There was, there was a bunch of takes there. But uh, I guess I, I, I find that I can kind of see some, some light into that where it's like one, one of my spins is like, what if the U.S. government, um, this guy becomes friends with people? Maybe he is a con at some level, but then this guy – they figure out that he's also a fucking creep or something. The U S government figures out that he's a creep and then they start to use him to control celebrities and powerful people that are literally cohorts with him. Maybe not in the sex part. Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe that maybe, maybe yes, maybe no, but maybe they use, use it to control him kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Because they, they pose pictures, uh, you know, with Prince and Bill, and, and well, uh, Bill Clinton and all, you know, I mean, it's the same, all con- that shit. it's the same concept. That, that yeah. That's getting, it's getting down the conspiracy path. It is. It's a hundred percent is. But it was a it was a brilliant episode, and I would I like I actually probably should re-listen to it because I probably fucked up that. No, whole you thing. did a pretty good job. I, I listened to it pretty recently. But that that's yeah, he made after it. he is successful. I mean, that's when he's. Well, you if, could if you could make the argument that someone recognized that he was a good-looking, charismatic person, and. Yeah, that they funded him from the beginning, and they knew what they were doing. Yeah, Les Wexner. Exactly. Which I mean, and Les Wexner to the mud on that docu series. Drag it through. Nitpick more. here, but Les Wexner is a Jewish man. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 a terrible look for Les Wexner. It's a terrible look for Ohio State. So that there are there are like Jordan said a couple theories. He could have been connected to the Mossad, which is essentially the Israeli CIA. Oh, and if you look at the house that was on the private island that he owned. It looks like a Jewish temple. It looks like a Jewish flag. It, I mean, Tim Dillon, a comedian, did a pretty funny skit where he walked through Los Angeles trying to be the house that was on uh, Jeff's Island trying to look for work and no one would hire him. But, yeah, so I'll, I'll get out of the way on that. Just, hey, just a joke on the the, le, the less of Lexer thing. What a creep. Like, he just yeah. looks like a creepy dude. Yeah. He just does. Like, just a, so yeah, so they're dude. dragging him through He's the mud, and then they show who Lex oh, Wexner is. They show what he looks like, and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, I've never fucking seen this guy in my life. Like, I've always known oh, yeah. who he was yeah, because Ohio he's State. from Ohio and the whole Ohio State thing, the connection. But I never had seen him before. Yeah, I had never I seen mean, him before. I mean, whether Lex West And I'm like, this guy just looks like a fucking creep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thing. Don't know. Did he get made out to look? No. No. I don't think they brought he's it up, though. They yeah, they brought up uh, something Lex Wessner like Epstein, Epstein to manage and his money and together uh, he says yeah well, sexual favorite for each other yeah because yeah. they asked uh, them, Epstein I mean, in the interview right what, after that whatever that is bisexual uh, let's what they let's Wessner yeah. got me not to look like a fucking complete idiot here because he either one had no idea uh, who Jeff Re Epstein was and what he was doing to these women. Or two, he knew, didn't care, and still lost money. It's not like Epstein made him money. He even came out and said Epstein cost him, was that $50 million or something like that? So, I mean, he just he just looks like a hag, and it's like, how did you become this mm-hmm. fashion mogul? Well, that speaks, that speaks to 
Right. Oh, but. no. Well, no, he, he's probably a solid businessman. The fact that he lost money on it speaks more, more to the evidence that it might be, he might be some sort of asset or some fly. sort of government um, agency. Talking back just to the documentary series, though, I, uh, I thought it was a good series. Uh, I appreciated that it, they did not make that too um, yeah. dark since it did go over some extremely graphic uh, topics. And as a viewer who clearly never been anywhere near that kind of situation, um, I was just very interested. And it made me stay tuned for the whole thing. So kudos to these guys. And I really liked how it – I mean, we can jump through the ending if we want to keep on the conspiracy theories about all the – Hashtag he didn't kill himself. Well, I wanted to add on to that, Gu. I think it was good yeah, how they made the docuseries to, yeah. uh, for the victims. You know, like they, they made the stars. And um, although I have a couple comments like about some of those girls, because some of their stories are like, I really quite question. True. Like, we get banned in episode two. This is the downfall of four peers. No, no, no. I'm not like I'm not against. Drew's going to get us deplatformed. Don't don't victim. Don't don't victim blame here. You guys are wrong. No, the other three do no way, shape, or form condone this talk. I reflect anybody else on the four beers podcast. I have no opinion. On this statement, the the one girl that um, showed up on like the second to last or last episode that was um, a private masseuse on the island and had a sexual encounter with Epstein um, talks about how horrific that was. The very next scene is her telling like, yeah. I went to a trip with him to Africa. She couldn't, Drew. Like, she, she had a chance to get away. I just, I was I so confused on why. Drew, I don't really I think she was forced to. Topic here, uh, but I think these women were, you know, of not sound in mind and body after whatever Epstein was able to do to them, did to them. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think. The, the whole the whole sexual abuse stuff I think does like it just like having watched enough and this is where I like like your point do was that I thought this documentary did a really good job at like putting the focus on the victims without going so far into it because I mean I, mm-hmm. I've watched the mm-hmm. I've watched the what is it, the, the R Kelly one I've watched the Larry Nasser one How? I've watched the Michael Jackson one and I mean I think it's yeah. important to show a dark side of it I do I really do. But after having seen those those ones and those being just browbeating of the darkness, when yeah, it's really, really, it's kind of like you want to understand more of the hows and the whys and and uh, and the maybe how it could be avoided. Like, I thought this did a better job at like uh, maybe not getting into too much of that. But that being said, I mean, alongside Drew's comment, it's like, I, I don't know, I, I having watched a shit ton of those documentaries, I feel like not a single person comes out of a situation like that yeah. in the right, right frame of mind to make a decision that yeah, makes, makes logic, logical sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I naturally, I just question cause it's not logical. That's, I think that's the point that I was getting at is like some of their, the things that they did. And I mean, some of the girls looked like they, 
might ne- have never recovered from it, which is sad too. Absolutely. But it's just like the the logic behind it. I just struggle with it, and so I'm just like mind blown that in some of their decisions, the one girl that goes to Thailand and I mean, gets married after like two days. I mean, I was yeah, just like uh, blown away. Women, so, they were abused. I yeah, completely yeah. stand by them. I believed every one of them on that video, and my hats off to them for finally sticking up. I've got uh, last thing. Last thing I have about that though, about the docu series, is I think why yeah, it was got, made, yeah, why it's out there. I agree. And I'm glad that it's getting all these views. Is, is because of how that case ended with one Epstein dying, so he's never getting tried. The cases end. He moves all his money. Spoiler alert out there for everybody that wants to watch it. He moves all his money, so none of these women can now get money. That is such. That's just bullshit. I hope these brother this docu series brings light on it. I was just going to say it. that. That was that's interesting. Yeah, and they said in the document that that's a big fuck you to the victims, and it absolutely was. Well, it like also that, speaks more to the government yeah. or the conspiracy part of it, too. The money is somewhere and someone was able to move it so no one could ever get it. So so yes, my, the, my point was the whole moving the money to the Virgin Islands two days prior to his death. But yep. then secondly, Here's here's the last point that I have oh, that is yeah. Ghislaine she Maxwell. Knew. She knew. Yeah. Fuck her. Just yeah. fuck her. I mean, she, she was like she, in my opinion, in my opinion, like she's way, way, way different than these girls because she is of yeah. age to understand what she's she doing to these it. minors. Yes. You know, like it's not yeah. like it, there's a different there's a different uh, line that crosses. Like even if he was like very manipulative, manipulative which he very well was. So maybe she has less guilt than, than obviously Epstein, obviously. Right. But at the same, at the same token, she should have been. I mean, I didn't even, and she should be tried. Yeah. She, she, she knew was an accomplice the entire way. She, she, she went out and recruited these girls and it's not the same as him recruiting a younger girl to do the work. It, it's, right. it's different because this is Gila and Max. Right. She was old. Like I, I, she I was, was there, so like soothing, up. soothing the girls, making them feel comfortable. Correct. Correct. Stabbed all exactly. the girls just in the back. Adding to it, she was, a, she, was a, she, she was a groomer. Yeah, so he didn't. She actually, absolutely was. Exactly. So I don't. I wish. I wish they would have. I wish they would have pressed that one maybe a little bit more, or like held like a screen on that. Like I know they said like Gila and Maxwell denies all. Blah 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 blah. Well, but that's have a take there. In my opinion, like have well, a they take. can't. Like they they can't because of legalities. They'd be sued and they wouldn't be allowed to produce the document. Or just yeah. hold that on the screen yeah. for twenty minutes for crying out loud. Like fuck yeah, her just too. end like, it. Yeah, go for it. I God. agree. Like fuck. The both of them is what I was kind of getting at. Yep. That was my yep. last wrap up comment before we're we all good. Kudos to those yeah, women. No, Love the docu series. Oh, Hope they get that. restitution in the end of these cases. 62 20. All right, here we go. Number four. If you need makehead, go to Mona. You guys got, got your Verve Energy head. drinks ready? Crack Zema, Verve, what's up? <laughs> uh, I'm drinking Isogenics, so, actually. Yeah, I got my fizzy drinks from um, Advocare. Thank you, shit. They're natural and safe. Yes. So they don't do a goddamn thing. Anyway, we we hinted at it earlier. Our last, our last topic. uh, Multi-level marketing. If you're involved in one of these, unbuckle here, hit the eject button. None of y'all. None of us are for it, so you might just want to end the episode here because we're not. (laughs) Consider this a. All good shit. So, <laughs> just end it now. But uh, yeah, let's, 
let's get into it. Consider this, I guess, uh, uh, adult content warning. Maybe maybe we're going to put it lightly. This is a critique. So, so I I just want to start off by multi level marketing, like just the, the name, right? The name that's all I think about. A pyramid. Have you ever, the have you ever seen? Have you seen <laughs> the Office episode it's where Jim? I hired two yeah. people. Each one of those guys draws the triangle and then draws a pyramid. Oh, can, you, can you draw that out? Yeah, I'll draw that out. Fucking straight. That every time somebody tells me, <laughs> it, like, "Hey, man, you and me, we got this. You just have to talk to two guys. I'll talk to two guys. Those guys will talk." I'm like, "No, I don't. Not talking to two fucking guys." Like, Jesus. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget. I'll never forget uh, uh, college painters or whatever. That that was yes. the first one I Co- ever heard. College of. college works painting is what it was. That's called. what it was. And I I got told I got asked for an interview. And in the interview, I was like started listening. I'm like what? I'm like, and I just stopped participating in the interview. And the guy just kind of looked at me. And he's like, he's <laughs> like, uh, like do you, do you have somewhere you need to be? I'm like. I just is this just sounds like a pyramid scheme, so I'm done. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> and I just like left. He's like, "Oh yeah, you can leave." And he, yeah. I think he was pissed because like I mentioned the word Called pyramid scheme right in front of the other people he's trying to recruit. So <laughs> I probably ruined his day by being an asshole. Um, goes back to your comment, Goo. But uh, yeah. Anyways, just just to name a few because some people Warning, don't. If you hear the company you're working for that we're about heard this multi level marketing, I mean these pyramid schemes. Uh, but like. Yeah, you, yeah, Norwex, Monet, the hair place, or you know, the Norwex of the rag, you know, those 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 fancy rags with the gold or silver or some shit in there. Some made up science that doesn't actually work. Advocare, Isogenics, Cutco, Herbalife, Avon, Beachbody, Lululemon, Lulu. I mean, there's there's a ton, right? I mean, anytime that you're invited to go to someone's fucking party. For selling a product. Pure Romance is also one of those. It's like, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's a bunch of names out there that are. I, okay. I have Mary a Kay, slightly say different that, opinion when it comes to some of the more successful ones. Oh, we forgot a big one. If you, Mary, Mary Kay uh, makeup. Mary Kay is good. Okay. I'm looking at Tupperware, no, Mary Kay, Cutco, Avon. You don't see people posting shit desperately Fair. to try to Time sell out. stuff okay hold on. they are that. proven it's a little more it's a little more on the, on. it's a little more on the nose you can buy more on the nose they, i can go right now their brands are proven we're at walmart People i can go right those. now i get like mary kate stuff uh from the store but what i can't get is some of that other stuff that i have to strictly go but through distributor or strictly go through okay i know on facebook with a cool primary code like that's a bullshit fucking company Mm-hmm. Right. That so that's what we're talking so about. Yes. Because I wanted to yeah. set the two clear. Because they're different it. things. I think if people want the products and they're not forcing them down your throat, it's different than what we're going at. However, I would I would I, I agree with your your distinction. However, Agreed. I would say that some of the same tactics are what got them to this point. So they they got there right. using Agreed. the pyramid scheme. And they were model. just good at it. And then now they are able to sell and distribute to stores it's like Avon, Avon, Mary Kay, et cetera. Okay. So anyways, my whole, I like, I, I kind of wrote down like, like a methodology of what I've like, and I've, 
I've vented about this a million times. I feel like to people that don't give a shit, but I'm going to do it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like you create a, you create an account on social media, right? Or, I mean, you have your account, yep. you already, maybe you're already, you know, some, some chick or whatever with some friends and you've got a decent following base. Right. <laughs> and then the next, the next steps, you got to make a bunch of narcissistic posts where you're, you're showing you in like super <laughs> cool places or like staged in a, in a very, uh, you know, super cool way where you're, you're like not looking at the camera and all that shit, or you're drinking coffee out on a balcony, looking off into the distance. Oh, you just caught um, me on this roof. Everything's totally fake, right? Like you're just sunset. totally like, this faking how, I how cool your life morning. is. I mean, and this coffee that I'm drinking is by. Yeah. Huh. How candid. Yeah. I'm so motivated. Right. <laughs> Drinking my Starbucks. So motivated right now. So, I mean, that... Bitch little boy is trying to tap that girl. Who who takes those pictures is, A, one, I've always said that. Like, who the fuck's taking those pictures? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) A bunch of, a bunch of, what's simps, right? That's that's the new, the millennial term. (laughs) Yeah, sucker, sucker idolizing mediocre, but fucking simps. Stay in your ground. Anyways... So, so here's, here's where the, here's where the actual multi-level marketing comes in, I think is, so they, they, they do, they do that. They have these, these, they try to be influencers. They're normally not right. They're normally just people with, let's say a thousand followers of their friends. And they do, but like, uh, people maybe, maybe think that they have good hair or they're, or they're, uh, or I don't genetic. Before their products. Yeah. Before the products. Regardless of the products or, or maybe they're, they're attractive or maybe they're, just charismatic or something. I don't know. They got a good following. Um, but then, so what they do is they like make these people at home feel jealous because I don't have, I don't have these, uh, these cool selfies. I don't go in these cool, uh, locations or whatever. And so of course they aspire to be you and that just attracts them to be like, Oh, well you can be me. Like that's, that's the message of all these posts. You can be me. You just have to do this. Right. And, uh, that's that's the kind of thing they set up for, and so they so then of course they like the the people that are posting are always offering words of wisdom and advice and most of the time it's complete fucking nonsense. I have a couple examples, but anyways, so then so then they get followers and then they they create this culture of uh you know you can sell and you can be like me you just have to you know sell and then get someone underneath you right and then they do the same thing it's a big trickle down effect. And so, of yeah, course, the top something. people, they give them cars and trips and things that they can take pictures of, right? And put on fucking Instagram. And and what it always boils down to is, like, you're creating this, like, level up, level down culture where it's like – and they even use that knowledge or that that, that uh, verbiage. And that drives me insane. It's like the, that's the worst, like, leadership I've ever seen in my entire life to use that type of – Well, that's because well, well, it's not leadership. Yeah, it's suckering. Oh yeah, it's suckering. I, a note that says they give you bullshit reasons for joining with basic and, sayings like, "What do you want in life? How are you going to reach your <laughs> long-term goals? Do you want to help others?" And now, like these, well, just and, that, and, 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 and now a big no substance behind. Well, and now a big one is create your own side hustle. Like, do your job and then also sell our bullshit. Okay, so I think. I learned something that I'm glad yeah, beautiful, we're talking strong, about and this. So if we have any women over the age of 18 listening, this <laughs> one in 13, one in 13 girls over the age You're of smarter 18 than that. 
will be a part of an MLM at some point in their lifetime. Wow. It's staggering. We're here to try not to do that. Oh my God! If you so, here, 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 let me let me let me throw eight, an example eight percent, here. Eight, eight percent of women. That's if you are if you are taking a selfie in the mirror with, you know, you know, trying to look good, saying my life has been full of insurmountable change in the last in the past several years. It seems as though the more you welcome constant change, the less whiplash it gives you. (laughs) And then there's a long ass post. That's just one. Oh, here's here's too long. Too long. Didn't read. Give give us the too long. Didn't read of that, Jordan. That would. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Stats. Let's get back into how these things work, though. All right. I want to get into the scam part of it. So the, uh, the statistics behind, like, making money off it, because that, that's the only reason people do it. I, I don't <laughs> think people intently just want to be annoying as fuck on Instagram and Facebook to put their products. I think they're doing it because Agreed. they're stuck with a product <laughs> that they had to pay for, and they're trying to offload it so they can make something back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The people of, of uh, a returning customer of buying like a second round of stuff, I don't have the stat on that, but I'm sure it's 50% or less. Um, but that's where the company thrives. And just like the thought and mo- like yeah. pushing you to the point where you're like, I think no, I can do this. It? How about you spend $400 and buy these products that you have to offload and they don't give a shit if you sell them or not. They're, and the money so if they had good products to push i mean a right way to do it would be to have the orders come through with their money at the same time yeah. like don't make you put a down payment on these products gonna, you're basically just saying like, quick. we don't trust our products no scheme right and you know to, they had a great website we, we want the money product well, so the problem go ahead, was the way the pyramid scheme made money off these people is you had to they mandated that every quarter you attended three seminars each seminar was $3,000. You couldn't get out of the seminar. You had to go to these seminars. So you had to just, oh my God, what was it? It started with like a, yeah, it was like every quarter you had to go to like, what? I've never even heard of that. Yeah, it was every quarter. Every quarter? The people that I knew that were in this, most of their customers were their families, their friends. Like just just them trying to make sure, it was them feeling sad because they're like, I know you're going to these seminars. I know you had to go to these seminars. Stealing, you're basically paying us to buy these products. And they were selling the same products you get in the store at a 25% markup. So you were, you're every time these people went to buy makeup, they knew they were paying $10 more for like some contour or something, but they knew that that was going to cover that person's exterior. The people that I know that were in this thing are no longer wow. in this thing. They called out the scam, but like, that's just, that's just the thing. If you, if you're mandated to go to a seminar right now, people, that's not a company. A mandated seminar that you pay for is not a company. I, I, I question the people that even get sucked into it, though, because, like, I was pitched on Verve back in college where I made the joke to the start of this, yeah, where I was on, like, a, a <clears throat> Skype with, with dudes saying oh. how great it is, and I'm about to be driving a bmw next like quarter yeah. or whatever after these sales and i was like all right yeah. that sounds cool i just don't think Line it's for me and they're just so persistent on you can't say no to them it's, it's just stupid anyway i want to hit some stats quick because they're very interesting so after this is a study done across like a thousand people that are involved in different companies 
Um, it says nearly half, 47% of MLM participants reported that they lost money. One in four, 27% MLM participants reported that they broke even. 100%. And one in four participants reported they made a profit. So of the people that even made a profit, one in four people that ever have made a profit, um, 14% made less than five grand. Yeah. Six made between five and nothing. 10. And it gets three, three. Point zero five made a hundred thousand or more. That's because so that made me interested on how. I was gonna say that's because the masses of the people, the, the numbers of the people that aren't making money, like it's a pyramid, right? Like the, the lower you go in the pyramid, pyramid yeah, yes. the lower you yeah. go in the pyramid, the less they make. So, so that's the whole point. I, I dug deeper. Here we go. Oh fuck! I looked up New Skin. Right, New Skin's a popular one. Um, eighty-five percent of the active distributors made a annualized commission of zero dollars sounds like a productive way then it goes up by their each like the title so they have a distributor uh executive gold executive and it keeps going up to a blue diamond right these blue diamond annualized commissions are five hundred thousand dollars a year and there are um 114 people make that money there are 65,000 distributors liquid band-aid that make zero dollars new skin liquid and band-aid 100 Yo, people you make this shit this shit's legit new skin. if you ever no 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 it's a uh, natural stuff it's safer Free. stuff it's skincare stuff it's hair care i mean they're the easiest target and uh so anyway the 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 level of or the percentage of the company payout 54 percent goes to the top 100 people Zero percent goes to five thousand, and there's Everybody like the some random get a real five to ten percent ranges in the middle. So essentially, you're you're not gonna be anybody. Yeah. So if so, you want to watch something based on, or that's that's about multi-level marketing schemes, there's a documentary on Netflix called Betting on Zero that's about Herbalife, which was accused of being a multi-marketing or multi-level marketing scheme. And in 2000, uh, where, let me find this here. In 2013, they actually redefined what they were calling distributors. They changed them to members because they found out through a Nielsen Research uh, international survey that 73% of Herbalife distributors awesome. never that intended to make money from reselling product. the product. They just wanted to buy the product at a discount. Jesus. Yeah, wholesale. Yeah, they, they so they had to re, they so, had to redefine them as members rather than distributors because all they wanted was the product. They wanted to buy it at a discount. They never intended to make money. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem. So all this discussion doesn't solve the real problem, which <laughs> what, what, what's in my what's opinion, the real problem? That I'm sick of having social media flooded with this shit. Yeah. So I've blocked. You always you're not. Can you please create an app that is solely for 
sellers and people that want to buy that God. shit. That somebody like, it's, it's, I, I kind of want Here's here, kind of Here's stuff. the app. It's, it's called Your Brain. Brain. And if any of your high school classmates reach out to you to trying to sell you shit, you just block them. That's what I do. It's pretty fucking easy. Here, I'm gonna, dude, I'm gonna, dude, just like gonna bring it somewhere else and be like, like a community for a all the stupid products that buy your crap. You is it in? Just bring that's it somewhere else. Honestly, that's not gonna hit the masses. They're just still gonna jump back on Instagram. I'm gonna, hit, I'm gonna jump back on Instagram and and do it out. No. You. You could, but the can, company's going to pay more okay, to make so sure Okay, so can you, you create a pay. filter that will automatically block that from people's feeds? Because I'll pay money for it. I mean, let's let's think about it. it. It being annoying is the ultimate thing that we actually gripe about. Like, we actually – that affects us, right? Like, so we fuck it. That's why, that's why I went on that tirade of how to become an LLM, right? Well, but it, it's kind of funny because we missed the whole point of – it actually, there's so many people yeah. like Drew's statistics. There's so many people that are legit, like just getting boned by these companies. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it's the so, get rich. It's the yes, it's the get rich quick scheme. So, and that was episode two. Uh, tune in to next episode. We plan to review the short TV series called Waco. Um, it goes over the Branch Davidians um, and David Koresh. It's a pretty good short series. So we're going to give everyone a week or so to watch it, and then we'll come back with a review. Um, also, be on the lookout for some short or mini episodes where we are going to try to test out some some shorter recurring segments to kind of fill in some content between the larger episodes.